Good morning and welcome to In the Word Network. This is the day that the Lord has made and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. I am Pastor Gail Bobino. Thank you so much for joining us, joining me this morning in the Word. Amen. Thank you so much. We're going to talk about what does the Bible say about living a disciplined Christian lifestyle? What does the Bible say about self-discipline? In other words, self-control. It's the same as self-control. Amen. That's one of the uh, nine fruits of the Spirit. Amen. And you, we're going to go into that in Galatians 5.22 to 5.23. Or you can go back and read that. And I'll just go over it. But our lives must be disciplined as Christians. We can't live how we want to. We can't live um, a Christian lifestyle for a moment and then go back to living in the flesh the next. Amen. We're going to get right into the message this morning, and I'm praying that this bless someone and give somebody understanding and clarity. Lord, I thank you for this day, Father God, a beautiful day that you have made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it, Lord. Lord, I thank you for favor, Father God, because you woke us up this morning. Your mercies woke us up this morning to see another day that wasn't even promised to us, Father God. And I thank you, Father God. I thank you. Hallelujah. I thank you this morning, Father God. Now, Lord, as we get into your word this morning, Father God, that you will open up the eyes, ears, and hearts of the listeners, Father God, and cause them to receive and hear your word, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, Lord, I thank you, and I give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen. Today I'm going to be talking about self-discipline, Christian discipline. How do we discipline ourselves in prayer? How do we discipline ourselves in the Word of God, studying the Word of God? How do we discipline ourselves when we're around uh, the wor worldly people, when we're around friends that are not Christians? How do you discipline yourself? What comes out of your mouth? Amen. Your actions, our actions, all of this must be, we have to bring these under subjection, self-control. And the only way we can have self-control is through the Holy Spirit helping us. Because the Word of God says that He maketh intercession for us. Amen? So we must be self-disciplined, self-control. Amen? Self-control. And I mentioned... I mentioned in Galatians 5:22-5:23 the the nine fruits of the the nine fruits of the spirit and in Galatians it tells us said but the fruits of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. It's one of the nine fruits. The and it says the holy the fruit of the Holy Spirit is the result of the Holy Presence. What? It, in the life of a Christian, in the life of <clears throat> believers. Amen. And the Word of God makes it clear that everyone that receives the Holy Spirit, the moment he or she believes in Jesus Christ, in Romans 8 and 9. Amen. And 1 Corinthians 12, 13. And Ephesians 1, 13 through 14. Amen. 
And so we know that the the whole one of the primary uh, purposes of the Holy Spirit in coming into a Christian's life is to change that person's life. Amen. So it is the Holy Spirit job, what, to conform us into the image of Christ, making us more like Christ. The more we study God's word, the more the Holy Spirit ministers to us and teaches us as we study God's word. It's the Holy Spirit is conforming us to the image of God. Amen. The Holy Spirit is conforming us to the image of God. Amen. And also the there's another um translation that the word is what self-control temperance temperance that is like self-discipline and it refers to the ability to control or restrain ourselves from all kind of feelings uh impulses desires um things that are not according to God's purpose it will it it is to restrain or to restrain ourselves and that's what temperance is amen and in physical material uh, uh, material things all of it restraint Even though we see that the self-control of the fruits of the Spirit is mentioned, when Paul talks about the fruits of the Spirit, and we know that that term is used a lot in the Bible, self-control is clearly an indispensable attribute of a Christian. You must have self-control. You can't, you can't move away with it. You can't get away with it, especially when you're our flesh, especially when we're in... Um, where the flesh sometimes that causes us to succumb to the flesh. So we need that discipline lifestyle. Amen. If we can't have a discipline lifestyle. Then we will always be operating on our flesh or we will be back. It's like a back and forth, almost like a revolving door. One day, one week I'm a Christian. The next week I'm doing things I know that are not pleasing in the sight of God. I've always, I've let flesh come in. Amen unredeemed flesh. Amen. And what happened, it causes us to succumb to the, um, to the persistency of, of the pulling of sinful desires. Amen. Amen. We must have a disciplined lifestyle as Christians. We must have a disciplined lifestyle. Even Paul talks about he he calls he he calls us to purify ourselves from everything that contaminate contaminates the body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Second Corinthians uh seven one says this since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body, spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. In the fear of God. Amen. Amen. So we know that our life must be a disciplined lifestyle. There's no getting around it. There's no there's no shortcuts. There's too many Christians. They want a shortcut. You you there's no shortcuts to being a Christian. 
There's no easy way to be a Christian. You must have a disciplined lifestyle. You must purify yourself. We must restrain yourself from everything that will contaminate the body and spirit. Amen. Walking in holiness. Amen. And Paul said in Romans, when he talks about Romans uh, 12, 1 and 2, he, he was telling them, be a living, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Offer them to the Lord, holy and pleasing to God. When you read uh, Romans and, and he said, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. And we see that so much. So many Christians, even people that sing, you know, you have true worshipers and you have just worshipers. And I'm going to tell you the difference. There's worshipers that worship God under the anointing. There's worshipers, those are under the anointing. God has given them a song. God has given them a type of worship. And then we have those who worship God, but what they do, they add holy songs to unholy music. They're taking music from different R&B artists, all different types of music, and then they want to put the holy scriptures onto them and call it holy. No, that is not holy. You're trying to contaminate the sanctity of God's word. And you can't do that. But when you have true worshipers, God always put a song in that true worshiper, just like he did for David. That's why David, would, even when he prayed, you know, that's why the book of Psalms, when you read the book of Psalms, you know, could nobody say those words or put those words in those psalmists but God. Amen. We have, we have, um, you know, these Christian singers, these worshipers, gospel singers, adding ungodly music to the Holy Scriptures, and they want to call it holy or godly. No, that's not. Because what God does, he gives the writer his heart, what he wants to say in that worship song, because he knows that worship song opened up the door. It opened up the doors to, for Christ, for, for the Holy Spirit to come in and minister to the congregation through that song. That's why you have so many uh, great worship. I'm talking about true worshipers. True worshipers, you know, now all most a lot of worship, you know, those who worship today, the type of worship that is today, a lot not saying that it's not good worship, but everybody sound the same. They're using the same, you know, same sound, you know, they're using the same sound and it sounds just alike, you know, but there are great worshipers today that move by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that's why it's so important, even as gospel singers, worshipers, Everybody, to discipline yourself. You can't hear the Lord if you don't discipline yourself. Amen. Purify. Purify ourselves. That means your mind, your heart, your soul, your thoughts, what you're thinking, your body, your spirit, perfecting holiness. Perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Amen. Amen. Present yourself. Offer. Offer yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And he also says, and be not conformed to the pattern of this world. That means if you're a worshiper, stop using ungodly music and putting the scriptures with it. Be not conformed to this world. 
Amen. Romans 12, 1 and 2. But be transformed by the, re the renewing of your mind. Amen. Even that goes for that goes for those who are in who sing who sing gospel, who do worship. You are not limited for discipline in your life. You should have a Christian lifestyle. I don't care if you're a gospel singer. I don't care if you um, are a worshiper. Your life should be disciplined. Your relationship with God should be you should be disciplining yourself every day in prayer, in fellowship with Christ. Whether you're on TV or off TV. Your life should be disciplined as a Christian. You should know what to do and what not to do. Amen. When you're around worldly people, when you're on a, a uh, worldly stage, you're sharing a worldly stage with worldly people. This goes for every single Christian. Living a Christian life is not, is not easy. It's not nothing quick. It's something that we grow in. We grow into, into a Christian, uh, uh, disciplined Christian lifestyle. And in order to grow, we stay in the Word. And it's the Holy Spirit that helps us as we study. The Holy Spirit that teaches us. Amen. But these worldly desire, constant uh, worldly desires does not please the Lord. And it's not an easy thing to do. Self-discipline is not an easy thing to do for a Christian. Even Paul had his own, uh, his own inner struggles and conflicts with sin. And when he wrote to the Romans, he said, he said, uh, what I want to do, I do not do. He said, the evil I do not want to do. He said, this I keep on doing. It is sin living in me that does it. That's Romans 7, 15 through 20. You can read that. So some things that he said that he says, what I want to do, I do not do. In other words, just same with Christians. What I want to do, I do not do. Okay, you want to live a disciplined lifestyle, you want to study God's word, but you don't do it. But look at Paul said, the evil that, the evil I do not want to do, he said, I do it. You want to live a disciplined lifestyle, Christian lifestyle, but you keep on sinning. So that's something that you want to do, but you do not do it. But you keep living a disciplined lifestyle, something that you don't, I mean, you keep living a sinful lifestyle, something that you don't want to do, but you're doing it. It's the same concept. And Paul was saying this, I keep on doing. He keep on doing it constantly. He said, it, it is sin living in me that does it. Romans 7, 15, verses 15 through 20. But we, we have to understand the human appetite. And need, and it can easily lead to a sin, sinful. If not to a sinful um, situation, if it's not controlled, and how do we control those those um, sinful urges? We discipline ourselves in the Word, Amen. Because we know that. Especially living, you know, in a, in an affluent society, 
you know, the lack of, of dis, self-discipline is rampant, running rampant, crazy. It leads to so many problems today. Obesity, alcoholism, drug use, uh, debt, all kinds of, all kind of stuff. You know, it leads to all these things. Uh, self-discipline is so important. A Christian lifestyle must be self-disciplined. Don't forget we have the enticement of, of the material world, all those things, what the world wants to offer, and that has caused many to yearn for or acquire uh, materialistic goods and far beyond their need or ability because a lot of... A lot of us, a lot of um, Christians, you don't have even the money to pay for that. You don't have the money to pay, but you spend beyond and you and you get in debt with all these credit cards. There's people have so many credit cards, don't know they being being a trap. That's a trap. You you can't pay for them. And the nation, the world has fallen into that same trap, borrowing the 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 um borrowing trillions of dollars. Uh, to finance, budget, all kind of stuff, overextending themselves when they don't have the money to do it. And so that comes from the inability to exercise self-discipline. And for us as Christians, without self-discipline, everything, appetites for comforts and pleasures can easily become our master and become, when we can become a slave to it. We must discipline ourselves. It's so important and and what it does if we don't discipline our christian life living for the lord studying the word you know if we don't have prayer life we don't have fellowship with the lord we don't pray that prayer life means praying daily the word said pray without ceasing do that mean be on your knees all day no because you know you have to go to work you have to you can sit where you are wherever you are you could be praying learn to pray scriptures Learn to pray scriptures in your prayers. You learn to use the scriptures in your prayers. That's what so many don't know how to do. A lot of Christians, they don't use scriptures as while they, you know, as they pray. You know, they just praying. And what are you praying to? You praying to the Lord. But use the scriptures to help you. The spirits help you. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit when we study, when we pray, we use the scriptures on our life. That that helps us so much more. That helps us so much more. Amen. And we must exercise self-discipline. Because without it, without self-discipline, we just want more materialistic things, more pleasures. And a lot of it has become so so uh a master or control it's a controller over our lives and what that does it hinders our spiritual walk because it leads us into sin and it will hinder us in our spiritual walk if the spiritual does not govern the physical we that's how we become an easy target for satan because of our lack of control 1 Corinthians 7, 5. Let me read that. It said, do not deprive one another except perhaps be 
by agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourself to prayer, but then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Because of your lack of self-control. You must have discipline. You can't be a Christian alone. You know, we fellowship with others, but prayer is essential. Prayer is essential. And when I say pray, the word says pray without ceasing. You can sit there and pray at work. Pray sitting down. Pray even if you're at home. Pray walking to the refrigerator. Just praying. Little scriptures. You know, always keep God in your heart, on your mind. You know, don't keep the worldly thing. That's why he says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things shall be added unto you. God knows what we have need of. The word also says that. Amen. The word, the word also says that. And Paul talks, talks about self-discipline when he wrote letters to the Corinthians church. Amen. He talked about self-discipline then when he wrote to the Corinthian church. Amen. And not the word, and he, he, um, Let's see, where's the scripture? There's a scripture I'm looking for. He was talking about Paul, when he talks about living a disciplined Christian life, he was talking about to the athlete in when while you're training. Let's let me go there. He says in uh 1 Corinthians 9 2 5, every athlete exercises self-control in what? All things. In some things, no, in all things. They do not receive perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Amen. This was Paul was saying to the Corinthian church. And it was as same as the Greeks had the Olympic games. When they had Olympic games, they were very familiar with the rigor of an athlete's training, just like a track and field runner. They practice and practice uh, a baseball player. They practice a football player. They practice and practice. Especially those who want to win what the prize or the crown, and so Paul gave an analogy living a self-disciplined Christian life to an athlete in training. So he gave an analogy. Um, they have strict training. Most people that most athletes have strict training, and we know that we see that they have strict training. It's the same with a Christian lifestyle. We must have a strict, disciplined Christian lifestyle. And when Paul says, he says, I beat my body and make it a slave. He, what he's saying is that this body is under the dominion and control of his mind, not the other way around. His body is not controlling him, but he's controlling his body. So in order to control your body, that's self-discipline. And so Paul was showing us how self-control is needed to what? Win the race that is before us. Amen. And to live a life that is holy and pleasing to God. And it said for Paul, the race was winning the souls for Christ. Amen. A goal which he states four times in verses 19, verses 19 through 22 in Corinthians 9. Amen. 
So we must have a disciplined lifestyle. So it is important to understand that self-control is what? The work of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit that's reside in us causes us to have self-control. When we study the Word and the Holy Spirit is teaching us, amen, it helps us have self-control. Amen. So self-control is the work of the Holy Spirit, not the work of a person, individual, right? In Galatians, and let's look at Galatians 5, 23, which lists the fruits of the Spirit and not the fruits of the Christian. Amen. So it's the fruits of the Spirit, not the fruits of a Christian, because we're merely our branches of that vine, Christ. Who's the vine? Jesus Christ. Amen. And hangs fruit, he produces. We just hanging from that vine. We on the branches. Amen. The vine hangs the fruit. It produces. And that's the same with Christ. In John in John 15, I am he says this, John 15. One through eight. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because the word that I have. Let me go. Because, uh-oh, because the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, and the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in what? The vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branch. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is that bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So I can't be self-disciplined. You can't be self-disciplined without the Holy Spirit without God. Amen. Without Jesus Christ. You cannot be self-disciplined. You can't be self-disciplined your own self. You can't bear your own fruit. Amen. If anyone, verse 6, if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and is burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so prove to be my disciple. And to prove that we belong to Christ. Amen. We are a part of Him. We do the things we supposed to do. If we want to prove that we are a part of Christ, we must discipline ourselves. Amen. Self-control. Self-control. We are the branch. Merely, merely the branch. And we sit up on the vine. Amen. And he's the one produces. Jesus produces. Amen. In other words, it is the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit that gives Christians the power and ability to exercise self-control. Why? 
so that we will not be mastered by the cravings of the sinful man. Amen. And Paul said this, he said, God did not give us a spirit of fear or timidity, but a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline, sound mind, self-discipline, 2 Timothy 1, 7. And we know Christians are, are, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Holy Spirit. Christians are not and should not be controlled by the sinful nature. If Christ is in you, you should be controlled by the Holy Spirit, Romans 8 and nine, you, however, are not the uh, in the flesh, but in the spirit. If, in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not what belong to him. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ. Anyone, let's say this like this also, anyone who does not have the Holy Spirit the anointing, the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. Does not belong to him. The Holy Spirit gives Christians the power and to and the ability to exercise self-control. So if the Holy Spirit does not reside in you, that means you cannot have self-control. You don't have the ability to exercise self-control because the Holy Spirit is not in you. That's why you keep sinning. That's why you keep repeating the same things over and over again. That's why the cravings of the sinful man keeps popping up. The Bible is clear. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, if you don't have the Spirit of Christ, you don't belong to Him. Amen? Because what? The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. If you read Romans 8, 26, it helps us in our, what? Weakness. Which makes us able to say no to sin. Amen? And enable us to say no to sin. King Solomon wrote many proverbs for the purpose of helping us live a disciplined and prudent life. In Proverbs 1 and 3, he said, To receive instruction is wise dealing in righteousness, justice, and equity. Amen. And this is how we can be victorious in our Christian walk, in our Christian lifestyle. When we exercise our spirit, giving self-control. Amen. And it helps us to respond in obedience to the commands of the scripture and allow us to grow in our spiritual life. This is so important. Self-discipline. Amen. Self-discipline. Walking in the spirit, it gives us the power, you know, and ability to exercise self-control. 
and we need that. It strengthens us. The Holy Spirit um, gives us self-control. That's the only way we can have self-control as Christians is through the Holy Spirit. And then we respond in obedience to what the scriptures tell us we should do, how we should live in our daily walk with Jesus Christ. Amen. In our Christian walk, whether we at work, whether we at home, whether it's hanging out with friends, family, because we know every family member is not saved. We know some of our friends that we still deal with are not saved. So how do you maintain self-discipline when you're around ungodly people? It is the Holy Spirit walking in the Spirit. Amen? Walking in the Spirit. And when we walk in the Spirit, we can respond to obedience. We can respond to the commands of the Holy Spirit. We can respond, amen, to others when who wants to be ministered to or who wants to know how to have a relationship with Christ. All these are so important. Amen. All of these are so important. Discipline. Amen. A disciplined lifestyle. And I had to share this with with you this morning because these are these are so in uh, so important. Amen. And I thank you. This morning for tuning in. I pray that this blesses you. Whoever hears this, I pray that it truly bless your life. It could have been you looking for answers, but we must live a self-disciplined lifestyle. If you want to grow in God, if you want to grow in his grace, if you want to know what your calling is, you must have a disciplined Christian lifestyle. That is the only way. Self-discipline. Self-discipline. And it's the power of the Holy Spirit that gives us that ability to have and to exercise self, uh, self-control. Amen. And what that self-control does, it helps us to master the cravings of that sinful man. Amen. It would help you master that. So if you don't know, if you want to know what your call is, where are you going? You know, first it starts with discipline. You know, study the word daily. If you go to work early, get up an hour early. Get up an hour early. Seek the Lord. Get in the word 30 minutes. Pray. Starting off your day. The Bible said, those who seek me early shall find me. You got so many Christians, they turn they start turning the Bible and, and searching the scriptures when they're in trouble throughout the day. No, you get up early. You get up early seeking God. Amen. Get up and seek him early. You got to go to work at 5, get up at 4 or 3.30. Get that hour in. Get that hour, get that prayer, and, and get in the Word and study and, and talk to the Lord, you know, and get up and get ready. That should be a discipline, a disciplined lifestyle. Amen. You know, it's God who wake us up in the morning. I've been getting up every morning, uh, most all my now all my life probably. I just started having a discipline, real discipline when I was a teen, and when God had His hand on me, I was twelve. 
but when God had, when God began to restart, revealing things to me at 12. And then as I grew in the word of God, then I started disciplining myself more and the Holy Spirit helped me because that's the only way I can discipline my life. I couldn't discipline it on my own, but it was the Holy Spirit that helped me and gave me the ability to exercise self-control. So now I get up every single morning, most of the time at 3 a.m. That's the time I get up every single morning. Most of the time, like clockwork, God wakes me up and I get up and I get in my word. I pray. I seek God, you know, and uh, sometimes I get up at four, but I never get up after, you know, after four o'clock. I never get up. It's always, always before. Sometimes I don't go to sleep. I'm up praying, but it takes self-discipline and we still, there's more, there's more discipline I need. Amen. Even for seasoned folks, seasoned Christians, we still need that discipline because we can't do this alone. We must have the indwelling and presence of the Holy Spirit living inside of us, teaching us as we study, bringing revelation to us as we study the word, helping us exercise self-discipline. And if you want to live and grow in your spiritual life, and have spiritual death, uh, spiritual control, amen, and you want to be victorious in your Christian walk, amen, and help us respond to obedience, you must have a disciplined Christian life style, amen. Thank you so much for joining us. I can go on and on about this, but thank you so much. Those who couldn't hear it live, I thank you for stopping by and listening. I pray that this is a blessing for you. Um, I just give God all the glory. Amen. I give him all the glory for everything. I'm in still in the land of the living this morning. You're still in the land of the living. If you're listening to this recording, and I pray uh, that this uh, recording bless you. And I'm going to close out um, with a prayer. Lord, we just thank you for the word that went forth, Father God. Lord, open up the eyes and ears, our eyes and our hearts and our ears, Father God, to receive your word, Father God. Teach us self-discipline, Father God. Teach us in the name of Jesus, Father God, so we can obey your commands, Father God, so we won't respond to the flesh, Father God, but the Holy Spirit helps us, Father God. Amen. The Holy Spirit that helps us exercise self-control, Father God. We must learn discipline, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you will continue to teach us this, Father God. We know that we can't control the flesh on our own. Father God, because we need the Holy Spirit, Father God, to help us, amen, have self-discipline, self-control, amen. Now, Lord, as we go throughout the day, I just thank you and I give you all the glory and all the praise, Father God. I pray for the church. I pray for the body of Christ, Father God, that the church will remain self-disciplined, that they wouldn't allow anything ungodly to come in and taint what is sacred in the body of Christ. Amen. The Lord, I thank you as we go throughout the day that you will continue to be glorified, Father God, and whatever we put our hands to do, and that you will be glorified and magnified. In Jesus' mighty name, 
Amen and amen. Uh, last week I did talk, this is a short right here, I talked about uh, uh, Rockwood Christian Center will be uh, opening back up in 2022. I'm excited about what God is doing. Yes, I will be back in Florida. Amen. And um, I praise God for the Kingdom Leadership Schools uh, that will be launching next year. And I spoke about that about a week or so ago. And um, um, Minister Sampson and Brenda Bukenya, the directors of Kingdom Leadership School in Kampala, Uganda. I'm excited. The school will be launching next year also in Uganda and in Orlando, Florida. Amen. So they will be launching. I praise God. It's something I've been working on for um, for some years now. And um, I have been praying to the Lord because God spoke to me one day and uh, it's about a couple of years ago. And he said to me, he said, Gail, it's imperative that my people know my word. It's imperative that people know my word. My people know my word. You know, there are so many Christians that come to church, but they not they don't know the word. But then they want to be in. You know, you have those Christians that wants to wants to serve on everything in a church. Uh, but no, Rockwood Christian Center is not run like that. You know, if you're newcomers, we require you. You know, we don't we don't demand it or anything like that. But you must know the Lord if you want to be on praise and worship. You must know who you're worshiping. Amen. You must know it's not about you. So we have step classes um, for new believers. We also have step classes for those who are being led to the ministry by the Lord. And uh, we have step one, two, and three. And uh, we will have the lay ministry, um, which will have to complete all three steps. Uh, lay ministers, those who minister to newcomers and and walk with them at walk with them for five months as they um, begin their new life in Christ. Amen. So it's imperative that you know this is discipline in the church. You know we just don't put anyone in position. So I'm excited about the step classes that that will be coming up. I'm excited about the schools. Uh, um, the king, the leadership, kingdom leadership schools is for those God has called into the ministry. So they'll know and, and to teach their word. And when it's time for them to leave Raku Christian center, global church, then they'll know, you know, they'll know how to, um, how to, um, operate, uh, their own, amen, through Christ Jesus, through the anointed, not on their own because it's not about them. That's why the Bible said, lay hands on no man suddenly nor take part in their sin. We don't just ordain people just because we want to. We ordain people under the instructions of the Holy Spirit and what God has called us to do and told us to do in his word. We follow what the scriptures say, amen, amen. So there are great things happening next year. Uh, keep me in your prayers. Amen. Keep me in your prayers. Um, I'll probably be leaving California uh, in March. I'm going to try to leave sooner, but um, keep me in your prayers. I'm trying to buy a, buy a home out there in Florida. So keep us in your prayers about what God is doing in the ministry. And we do have upcoming events. And so we'll tell you a lot more about the uh, Arise from the Ashes uh, um, Conference Revival. 
You don't want to miss that. Everything that you face during COVID, we, let's, we are rising from the ashes. And we must be reminded that the church does not change because Christ does not change. He's the same day, yesterday, today, and forevermore. So we have some, a lot of events coming up, new fellowship with new churches. Um, God is doing something different and, and I'm just thanking God. And then my visit to, um, next year I'll be visiting, uh, Uganda, Uganda, Africa. So I'm excited about that. So keep us in your prayers and I love you guys. And, and, um, you can go on Rock with Christian Center uh, website. We're doing some, I haven't did updates, but we just started doing updates on the website. And we it's just a lot to do. But I may have to make sure that the school is in order. So I have to do what God say do. So those things that God has ordained me to do must be first. Comes before everything else. Amen. Amen. So if you want to be a part of Rock Hook Christian Center, just send me an email. Uh, if you want to be a part of the church in Orlando, please just uh, send me an email. You know I'm on Facebook, so you can reach out. There's two pages. There's the church page. Also, there's our website. So everything is on there that you need. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. I'm, I have to go. So God bless you. And I pray that you have a victorious week and hopefully I'll come back next uh, uh, Sunday or Monday and uh, do another show. But just just pray for a disciplined lifestyle and let the Holy Spirit guide you. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. And then that that will cause you to exercise self-control when the craving, when the cravings of the sinful man, you know, try to come up on you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I love you. Have a victorious day. And I pray that this uh, message is a blessing to you. God bless you. Bye-bye.